Edward Bloxham lay face down in a pool of blood and sunshine on the stone-tiled kitchen floor. He hadn't moved or made a sound for several minutes. Maria stared at his body as she folded the newspaper that had been left on the kitchen table and deposited it in the recycling bin. Slowly wiping a tea towel around the inside of a mug, she wondered how she was going to get the stains out of the pale grouting. Leaving a second mug in the sink, she picked up the chair leg from where it had been resting on Edward's head and poked her forefinger into the tangle of human tissue caught around the protruding metal bolt. The sturdy wood had proved a remarkable makeshift weapon. Even in the absence of medical training, there was no mistaking the greyish tan mess of brain displaced from inside her husband's skull. The vertical crack in the back of his head was four inches long, a bubbling stream down his neck. It was time to call the authorities, but her garden looked so idyllic through the kitchen window in the mid-afternoon light that it was hard to motivate herself. She performed a rough mental calculation. The number of gardening months per annum, eight in a good weather year, 20 days of gardening per month, four hours per day. Multiply that by the 15 years since she'd stopped working, and Maria had clocked up some 10,000 hours bending the earth to her will, producing the only colour and beauty in her life. Now it would go to ruin. Perhaps that was the most appropriate ending, anyway. Husband deceased, plants dead. The predictable seasons of her life disappearing. Maria ran her hands, one after the other, up and down the chair leg, drinking in the sensation of Edward's life-giving cells ebbing between her fingers. For nearly two decades he had been the dominant force in her life. Now, just one week before her fortieth birthday, she had caused his death, soon to be celebrating that milestone as a single person. Behind bars, most likely, but single. There really was an awful mess on the floor. After pressing a tea towel into the wound, she stepped over his body, gently knocking the pantry door shut with her elbow as she walked into the hallway where Edward's jacket hung from the hat stand. Sliding a sticky hand into his inner pocket, Maria withdrew his mobile, marvelling at how sleek it was compared to the cheap plastic block she had hidden away. There was no need to bypass any of his personal security settings, Edward had never needed any. Maria was the only person in the house with him, and at work it was just his secretary. Simple and routine. That was the world he liked. The world he had liked, she corrected herself, as she dialed 999. Which service do you require? Odd to think of what was about to descend as a service. The word suggested help or usefulness. It was too late for that. I've killed my husband, Maria replied. So whatever you think is best, really. The woman on the end of the line didn't miss a beat, credit to her. She took Maria's name and address, then launched into a series of questions about Edward's current physical state. He's lying on the floor completely still, Maria said. I haven't moved him since. He's face down. Is he breathing? The operator asked. I split his head open, Maria replied. So no, 
The police and ambulance are on their way. I need you to ensure that the doors are unlocked. Do you have any dogs at the property? Maria sighed. No, no dogs. Nothing that might require any of her love or time. Nothing that might have loved her back. Just me, she said, walking to the front door and opening it wide. Birdsong and the smell of freshly mown grass distracted her. She watched gulls swooping through the sky towards the Somerset coast, smiling at the knowledge that her husband would never again complain about them damaging the paintwork on his Volvo. In the distance, sirens sang their two-tone song as the police navigated the lanes to the house. Maria wondered where she ought to be. It seemed wrong to be standing over her husband's body as they arrived. The sitting room seemed too distant. How callous to be found lounging in an armchair amidst so much drama. The driveway seemed more logical. She stepped through the front door, untroubled by the neighbours. Leylandi hedges had long since ensured privacy from both sides, and the generosity of the plot their picture-perfect, five-bedroomed house occupied meant they never heard or saw the people living either side. 